We like sports so we don't care who knows Welcome, boys. Welcome back to another installment of the Burger Boys Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Um, I'm the host, Braden, uh, alongside my co-host, Jaeger. Jaeger, how's it going, buddy? Hey, all right, buddy. I'm doing all right. Speaking of burgers, this is the Burger Boys. I had a burger tonight at the uh, Gray's Food and Drink in Canmore, Alberta. If you boys are in the neighborhood, go and get the burgers there. I had a really good burger. I, I've been on the road now for a week. Going to be on the road for another week. I'll do a full a full list of burger recommendations in Canmore. If everybody wants to hear that from me, I've had a few burgers here. Haven't done burgers every night, but I've I've sampled a few burgers, and I could steer you guys in the right direction if that's what you want us to do. Yeah. Um. So maybe that's let, what. You- let us know. If- let us know if that's what you want to see. Uh, maybe maybe that is just what we're going to do. Uh, every time you're on the road, you just eat a burger every night. And uh, you rate it and then give us our, you know, your top three burgers of your trip, of your of your work trip. And uh, let us know. Uh, <laughs> you that know? was a pretty good idea. And we could have a bit of a burger rating, you know, because you, you know, you're in Canmore. You might be other places. Are you usually just going to be in Canmore? Or? No, I'll be it around i'm always around yeah and then you're also in peachland too you know there's probably some good burgers at peachland and you know Kelowna Colon- IA. so you know give it good California. so like what would you what would you rate this burger you had tonight was it was it a good one like what like what was, what made it so good it was a pretty good burger it wasn't quite a 10 but it was a solid burger like it was they did the patties right. They did a bit of a smash burger, but it wasn't so smash. You know, like the smash burgers are usually like super thin. Yeah, 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 yeah. They they smashed it, but it was still pretty thick. Oh, okay. Which is pretty good. Like you get the crust of the smash burger, but it's still like a thick, juicy burger. Nice. nice. And they did, they did the caramelized onions on it, which is pretty oh, good. Oh, 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 that sounds like a and good it was burger. Pretty good. A sriracha mayo too, so that's pretty good on a burger. Pretzel bun too. Pretzel oh, bun is pretty clutch. Oh, pretzel buns are clutch. I love when places have pretzel buns. Unreal. Gotta love, gotta love a good pretzel bun. Yeah. So it was a solid burger. I'd probably put it at eight. An eight. Nice, nice. Is that the best one you've had in Canmore so far? I'm trying to think. Again, like I said, I haven't done burgers every night. I should have been doing burgers every night. <laughs> It was it was definitely better than the burger I got at Wendy's for lunch. Yeah, I mean it's not A and W. It's not A and I know. Friend of the show. A and friend of the show. Shout out A and W. Trying to think where else do they get burgers? Is, is there? I've a, like a cup. Is there an A and W in Canmore? There is. That's where I go for breakfast usually. Oh, okay. Not for the burgers, which is ah, uh, I don't know, man. Well, I will explain explain that decision is from 
my hotel to the work, the A and W is on a right hand turn when I'm going to work. Oh, okay. I see. But it's it's a left hand coming from work. Yeah. So and don't try and take a left hand turn at camp or it's complete junk. You can't do it. Oh, okay. Yep, that makes Especially sense. Especially snow's on the ground now, so there's there's skiers and stuff everywhere now. It's a gong show now. Yeah. They just heard there's snow and then they just showed up. I I swear it was just like that. It snows Saturday night or Saturday day and Saturday night. And Sunday, it was like a completely different place. Well, the season's upon us. Um, the season is upon us. Yeah. Right on. Well, uh, I guess another interesting uh, kind of note that came up across my desk uh, last night uh, was I was just, uh, you know, reviewing the podcast and how we're doing and, and all this situations, as I do so frequently as, you know, um <clears throat> When you run a podcast, you have to look at your analytics and all the all the numbers and all that stuff. But man, did we ever get a spike in viewings over the last two uh, episodes? I uh, we we doubled, like more than doubled our viewership um, to an amount that I would never have thought this podcast would ever get to. Which it's still not quite as much. Like it's not that much, but. I mean, it's more than 12 people that are in this, or 14 people that are in this league. So somehow we're doing something out there that's catching the uh, the ears of, uh, you know, people from uh, uh, a couple couple countries here listed. Uh, we got the United States, um, United Kingdom uh, with, a, with a nice 6%. We got Germany, 3%. Uh, shout out to uh, Jensen. He must have showed, uh, you know, his his family out there in in Nazi Germany, um, the the podcast, and then uh, you know, obviously we got a, a, a you know one percent from Guernsey, uh, Mexico, Ireland, from uh, France and Equator. Uh, so I don't even know where Guernsey is. Well, it looks nice. Wow, it's the second largest island in the Channel Islands. Yeah, I get wow. Which- I don't know. I don't know where the Channel Islands are. Oh, it's off the coast of France. Man, that actually looks like like the picture. The pictures are looking nice here. Guernsey looks nice. Shout out to our listener in Guernsey. I uh, inhabited island in the English Channel, featuring Castle Cornet. And would it be Cornet or would it be Cornet? No, I think uh, it would be Cornet. Cor- it's closer Cor- to France, so Cor- yeah, Cor- Castle Cornet. Shout out to our friends in Castle Cornet. And, uh, you know, keep... and there's also some old old military fortifications there. Nice. Yeah, it's a nice little island, it looks like. Um, definitely uh, definitely interesting. Shout out uh, shout out to uh, Guernsey. I, uh, Guernsey. And, Guernsey. Uh, and then, you know, Quater. We got a guy from Quater, too. That's um, Qatar. Oh, Qatar? Qatar. Oh, um, anyways, that's in the Middle East. Show to our Middle East listeners, <laughs> and uh, obviously uh, a couple other things. Uh, we still have a ninety-nine percent male listener viewership, so no chicks yet. <laughs> shout out to the dudes! Shout out to the dudes. Uh, we have one percent not specified, so shout out to the non the non binaries and uh, yeah. 
<laughs> you listen to the show, we're not going to assume your gender. <laughs> so all the dudes, non-binaries, uh, no chicks, though. Um, oh, I guess you can't really assume that. But... It? <laughs> yeah, non-specified. Is, does it literally show 99% male and then 1% yeah. non-specified? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. Here. Can you read that at all? No. No. No? Not really, no. But I'll take your word for it. Yeah. So, not bad, though. Um, but on an all-serious note, thanks for the, the new wave of listeners. Uh, honestly, I have no idea why you'd be listening to us, but, you know, keep it up. Um, it was definitely uh, kind of funny to see, but, uh, you know, maybe... Uh, um, Maybe maybe people like to hear what we have to say, and maybe that's just we're it. Fighting the wo- we're fighting the woke resistance, buddy. Yeah, and um, you know, give uh, our our social media a follow on Instagram, uh, Burger Boys Fantasy uh, Sports. Um, I believe is what it is. Just Google it. I'm, sh- I'm or uh, search it on the Instagrams. I'm sure it'll pop up. Our social media manager there, Gator. He's he's doing a really good job out there. Um, Has he made a post this year? <laughs> yes, I noticed he made a. Actually, our the the post he made that was two episodes ago is when we've had this influx of viewerships. Um, and that was the first time he posted. So I don't know. Maybe it's Gator. Getting getting our, our viewership up from the Instagram account, but I, I definitely uh, definitely um, definitely doing doing something there, I guess. But uh, yeah, no boys. It's uh, I guess Jaeger and I we're not quite ready to move to LA and and go podcasting full time. But with your support, I think uh, it's in our future that we will hit the I big mean, times. And I mean, we're looking at studios. I'm thinking Miami just because the tax code's better. Oh yeah, no no state get tax. Um, that's a yeah, good that's idea that's actually. Where, I mean, LA's closer, where, but but Miami, that's where all the influence, influencers are moving. Yeah, because of because of the tax laws. Yeah, despite the fact that they'll go and openly support Democrats, yet move to Florida to get better taxes. I mean, I, yeah. We're uh, nonpartisan, obviously here, but no, um, no, it's good to see. Um, keep her up, and um, we'll hopefully uh, keep rising, I guess. Um, but uh, we're still a fantasy <clears throat> hockey based uh, podcast here, so uh, you're really only going to be listening to our matchups and stuff and then a little bit of our takes on the NHL as they come up. Uh, interesting news and notes around the league that we kind of pop up sometimes. Uh, we talk about the Leafs a lot. Um, that also could have been a reason why we got the views was because the last title was Leafs going to win the cup. <laughs> that is true. So it might just be, you know, Guernsey probably has a big, uh, probably big Leafs fans out there. I bet the entire house of Castle Cornet. <laughs> Probably big Leafs fans. So, um, that being said, uh, anything else you need to touch on before we head in uh, to the podcast? Any news and notes around the league gigs? Um, do, do we have to talk about it? Oh, yes, we do have to talk about it. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, I didn't want to, but I guess you're going to want my opinion on recent yes, events. Yes, recent events. Yes. Uh, so uh, I think that was on Monday morning. Yes, was, or this morning? No, it was on it was Sunday, Sunday morning. Sunday morning. So after, so the Edmonton Oilers beat the Seattle Kraken four one on Sunday uh, or Saturday night, and uh, in the morning they went ahead and uh, they they fired Jay Woodcroft. Um, Jay Woodcroft, uh, I can't, I don't have his stats here, but his record with the Edmonton Oilers over parts of two seasons was like pretty good. It was like eighty something wins. Well, like I'll I'll put this stat. In there, describe Jay Woodcroft's record with the Oilers. Since Jay Woodcroft took over for the Edmonton Oilers, the Edmonton Oilers had the best regular season record in the entire league since Jay Woodcroft was hired. I doubt that because Boston Bruin. What about the Bruins last year? No, it it is a stat that is correct. Since Uh, Jay Woodcroft was hired with the Oilers, the Oilers had the best. Is either best record or best win percentage since Jay Woodcroft was hired. Even since Jay Woodcroft was hired, the Oilers had the best win percentage in the NHL. It is true. I think the Bruins must have had a slow end of the season year before their big year. Yeah, must have, must have, because <clears throat> I remember, I remember, I remember that stat being floated around. But um, and do I have to? Or you go through what you got to go through that I have to go off, but you go first. Okay, so Jay Woodcroft gets relieved of his duties, um, and then uh, in comes Buddy. I don't know his name off by heart, but he's basically Connor McDavid's um, coach from junior. Chris Knoblauch. Yeah, so. I might be saying that wrong. Edmonton Oilers he now. He's a good record. I, I remember Chris Knoblauch being a good coach for the Kootenai Ice. Oh, the Kootenai Ice. 15 years ago, he was... Kootenai Ice made a Memorial Cup run back in 2010, and Chris Snowblouch was the head coach. And that wasn't a very good Kootenai Ice roster. They had Cody Eakin, Braden McNabb, and nobody else that you would know. And they made the Memorial Cup. Okay. I remember that. I was big on the Kootenai Ice. I remember... In Hockey Academy, we had to do a project on a junior team. And that was our project. Like, you had to make a presentation on, like, you were a junior team and you had to recruit people to your junior team. Yeah. I picked the Kootenai Ice, and Chris Snowblouch was the coach. And it was a very well-run program. I Honestly, he should have been a coach in the NHL earlier, looking at Snowblouch's resume. He's won wherever he's at. So that's kind of what I was going to ask was why hasn't he gotten hired yet? Because what? Because he, he, I have the answer for you. Because he's never been fired as an NHL coach before. If you want to get hired as an NHL coach, the best way to do that is to get fired as an NHL coach. (laughs) That's that's the way the NHL works. I mean, it didn't work. I mean, Jay, Jay. I, okay, I'll finish what I have to say first. I'm sure the listeners still don't quite know the whole story of everything. But basically, Edmonton Oilers, they obviously are sucking assholes this year. I think they, by the time of the firing, they only won three games. Um, 
just you know pitiful efforts against the San Jose Sharks. Um, the worst part that, in my opinion, that came about this firing was how much was it on Jay Woodcroft, and like he almost got fired because of his GM's lack of ability to get a defender or get some defenders and some uh, solid, at least actually, just mediocre goaltending. Um, and, I mean, the players weren't firing on all full cylinders. McDavid and Dreisaitl have not looked that great this year. Um, and and just their depth is, is just not, you know, it's it's not really, it's, it's not pulling its weight around. So, um, they had to make a change. And... Um, basically what uh, Kenny Holland had said was, um, you know, we're, we're 12 games into the season now. Um, and if we waited and nothing got better and we were 25 games into the season, um, we, we wouldn't, we'd it'd be probably too late. So he's kind of banking on a bit of a coaching boost kind of like you know the bruce boudreaux bump for the canucks a couple of years ago um and you know because it there is there is a new coaching boost for especially teams that have caliber like that but go ahead yikes oh well strap in boys we're gonna be here for a little bit since we're talking about fucking oilers you know if you guys have seen that meme where it's it's one guy and he's facing Jesus. He's looking at Jesus and he's like, why are you giving me the toughest battles? And Jesus says, it's because you're my strongest soldier. That's how I feel about being a fucking Oilers fan. This shit drives me up the goddamn wall. Being a fan of this shitty ass team. It's, it's fucking absurd. Like Woodcroft, who did a tremendous job coaching, like I said before, since Woodcroft took over, the Oilers have had the best regular season record in the NHL since he took over. Maybe it's the second best, I don't know, but I heard that stat, so I'm going with it. But why is it Woodcroft? I know why it's Woodcroft getting the axe. It's because they don't have the balls to fire Ken Holland. It's Ken Holland who has put this team in this position. His $5 million, goaltend- $5 million a year goaltender cleared waivers and gave up like four goals on twelve shots in the AHL. Had an eight hundred, <laughs> had an eight hundred save percentage in his first AHL start. That is just completely fucking brutal. And like Ken Holland's not going to get any heat for all the bad decisions he's made since General Andrew. Like Peter Shirelli was better than Ken Holland. At least Peter Shirelli could draft. Peter Shirelli identified players in the draft. He made brutal trades. Yes, he did. But Ken Holland makes brutal trades too, but Ken Holland doesn't have the drafting record Peter Shirelli did. It's just completely astronomical. Ken Holland is not the one who is getting the axe right now. Ken Holland should be on a chopping block. I I know they're talking about, oh, at the end of the year, Ken Holland's resigning. Don't give that fucking cocksucker the honor of resigning. He should be fired and shot in the street. As well as the goaltending coach, Dustin Schwartz, who has been there since 2012. Think of how much personnel has shifted over in the Oilers since 2012. 
and yeah. Dustin Schwartz is still there. And there's one reason for that, one reason I can think of, is he has photographic evidence of the owner, Dale Cates, snorting cocaine off a child prostitute's ass. There's literally no other reason why Dustin Schwartz has a job. I can't think of any other good reason. So, yeah, Dustin Schwartz should be gone. Ken, Ken Holland should be gone. Woodcroft was the wrong guy to go. Woodcroft, you listen to McDavid, he said, Woodcroft never lost a locker room. It it should have been Holland going after this start, not Woodcroft. It's... It, it, fucking Oilers, they're just so bad. Did you uh, happen to see the clip of... Uh, so, uh, in the offseason, the Edmonton Oilers announced some sort of CEO position uh, in the within the league to Connor McDavid's agent. What's his name? You got it? Jeff Jackson. Jeff Jackson. So, that's Connor McDavid. And what, what's his position with the Oilers? Is it like president of hockey operator or CEO? CEO, yeah. yeah. Well, it's better than the guy who's in the CEO position before. It was Bob Nicholson, the former yeah. CEO of Hockey Canada. Yeah, yeah. And we know what was going on. Yeah. Then. Yeah. But anyways, so better than better than the rapist. So there's this clip that's circling around, and they're talking about the firing of Jay Woodcroft, and and Ken Holland is asked a question or whatever about uh, if the players yeah. had been consulted about this this and, move. Yeah. And, and, and said yes. And hiring uh, McDavid's old junior coach, basically, and Holland basically said yes, uh, and then. The the CEO, what's his name, Joe Bo Jackson? Jeff Jackson yeah, says no. The players were consulted. Yeah, so it's 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 just so brutal. Like I expect this now as an Oilers fan. Like it seemed too good to be true for the couple of years there. It's like, oh, we have the two best players in hockey. Everything is looking up, but then it's. Oh, this is also the Oilers. They're going to screw it up. Yeah, they're just there is there is no other explanation than it's the Oilers. They're going to screw every major decision up. Like they, when did it just it's just so bad. It's so let's there's there's no there's no words for it. there's there's no pain in sports quite like being an Oilers fan. Okay, well, let's run through. Uh, okay, so Ken, Ken Holland was hired when? Like 20, like how many coaches has he gone through? Has, has it just been two? 2019. 2019, so we hired Tippett. Yeah. Colin and Tippett showed at the same time. Fired Tippett, so Tip, hired Woodcroft. Tippett's also a guy that Woodcroft. had a pretty good record too under the Oilers, didn't he? They did need to make a coaching change then. I, I agree. No, they, they, need to make, they need to make a coaching change. Yeah. Tippett was... Tippett was more of a Tippett, yeah. He wasn't the right coach for the Oilers, but he still had a good good He's record, right uh, is what I'm getting at. Um, and he there didn't was have a great record. I thought he had a pretty decent he record have, with not like Jay Woodcroft, but um, it was the best record in like ten years of the Oilers at that point. So there's some talk about that, but then yeah, they bring in Jay Woodcroft, who was probably but with the Condors, they a, right? They had it. They had a coach waiting in Woodcroft who was probably going to get poached at some point anyways, but Woodcroft was a really good coach. Yeah. So that's two coaches now. A GM usually like only gets two coaches. So this is Ken Holland's kind of 
Uh, this is his third coach, sorry. So usually you only get two coaches as a GM before you get fired. Um, and this is now his third coach. So, But they, they, they don't have the balls to fire Holland. And, I mean, Kenny Holland, you know, he's a big Vernon, B.C. guy too, right? So, I mean, but he's just, he's not really representing Vernon, B.C. that, uh, that well right now. Um, with the Oilers, and he hasn't his whole tenure with the Oilers. Like you said, it, it's been bad moves after bad moves. It's uh, what has really changed uh, between Ken it Holland hasn't. and and Peter Shirelli. And Peter Shirelli was bad. Not, like the P- Peter Shirelli drafted better than Holland did. Yeah, and I mean and that's pretty. I mean Holland's probably done better as far as trade and free agency goes than Peter Shirelli. Not hard to do. Did who but signed Darn who signed Darnell Nurse to nine million? That was Ken Holland. Yeah, that was. I'm not a big fan of that. <laughs> Ken Holland also signed Zach Cassian for four years by three mil. Yeah. One well, Peter Shirelli's Ken, last Ken Holland, last move. Ken Holland. Ken Holland also signed Jack Campbell five by five. So I remember. Okay, so Miko Koskinen got signed for like four years, three and a half million or something by Peter Shirelli. Right, something like that, and then then he got canned the next day, and then that contract kind of finally ended. Miko Koskin was a better goaltender than Jack Campbell. Yeah, and then Jack Campbell, and the writing was on the wall that season too for Jack Campbell. Like his last half of the season for the Maple Leafs that year was just pathetic. It was like he had a he he had less than like nine hundred save percentage. I'm pretty sure. Uh, for the last he half was, of the season, and he still got five by five in the off season. He's, like he's, Jack Campbell was up and down. Like his ups were incredible, and his downs were awful. But Emerson never got the ups with Jack Campbell. It was always the downs. Yeah. Um, Which like, no, it's a Dan <laughs> Holland should not be allowed to ride off into the sunset. He should just be canned. Yeah. So that I, I don't really follow Edmonton Oilers fans, but uh, you're basically the only one I know. Um, but is that uh, amongst the fans and everything is calling for Ken Holland's head right now, or yeah. people? Okay, everyone's kind of calling. Okay, they they, they, Every, they don't want. They've seen enough. They're pissed about. At least the sentiment I'm gathering is that Ken Holland should have been the one fired. Because yeah. the, the problems with the team are largely on Ken Holland. So, and, and Ken Holland's trying to save the, the season, though, and I think he just wants to get the – he just wants to try to see if that, that coaching bump, he can get a coaching bump out of him. They're they're winning right now, yeah. eh, 4-1? Yeah, he wants to ride off in the sunset not getting fired, which is, sounds like the plan. sounds like they have a succession plan in place, but – yeah, um, it's good. It's gonna be. It's gonna be his kid, Brad Holland, uh, <laughs> the next GM. And Ken Holland, uh, it, it, if you no, remember, his kid is assistant is assistant GM right now. Holy shit! But Ken Holland, if you remember, his last year after actually, all the Detroit Red Wing guys, he was the GM of the Detroit Red Wings, and uh, once all his big Detroit Red Wings guys like all retired, like Zetterberg, Datsuk. Uh, you know, like all those guys, basically the end of the Detroit Red Wings team that we uh, forever watched, basically growing up. 
all those guys retired, and Ken Holland uh, tries to kind of kickstart a rebuild with Detroit and just absolutely fails miserably, does a terrible job, and that's why Detroit's basically been held back was because some of the moves that... I don't think it was he was trying to kickstart a rebuild. He was trying to keep their playoff streak alive. Oh, yeah. Which I kind of get. Like, he was trying to keep that alive. We had I don't no blame core. Him for that, but I, I, I do blame him for the moves he's made as Oilers GM because he's made some bad moves. But um, but basically, his tenure, his end of his tenure with the Red Wings was so bad. And then, you know, jumps off to. Uh, go with the Edmonton Oilers, who had their core intact already, um, and 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 has failed miserably. Um, that being said, Jay Woodcroft, I can guarantee you, man, he is not going to be without a job for long. Um, no, he'll get he'll get another job, and he'll do great. And watch, he's going to jump on a team that's like uh, it's going to be a good, pretty good. It's I could see even Ottawa Senators. You know, a good nucleus. Oh, one hundred percent. He would do because they're young. Yeah. Offensive, like Jay Woodcroft would do really good with that yeah. team. I I bet Auto because they just fired their GM. Yeah, and DJs and like that they, they want to get rid of DJ. Like their new GM, I think, is uh, Steve Stales, who was with the Oilers it's, organization before. Is Steve Stales announced as a GM, or he's just interim right now? I think he's interim. Okay. Apparently, he didn't. He I, I was reading somewhere that well, he didn't he, want to s- stay, but um, I think they need to figure out their well, GM situation before they want to fire the coach, right? Because they want the GM's well, guy. Well, they hired Steve Stales from the Oilers. He was assistant GM with the Oilers and jumped for a similar position with the Senators. Yeah. So I was figuring, oh, Steve Stales is going to have the Ottawa GM. Then they'll probably hire Woodcroft, and he'll do well with yeah that young young offensive team. Like the they'll do well with Woodcroft. Yeah, but uh, Ottawa's calling calling for their coach's head right now. Yeah, but basically, yeah, no, it's it's. I mean, so far that um, that um, coach uh, he's got the Oilers playing. I think they're up four one right now, and. Um, uh, they're gonna take that game. It looks like um, so, not bad. Um, um, but um, yeah, um, my one thing was is you look. Uh, the funny thing is, is Edmonton hires uh, the CEO Jeff Jackson or whatever his name is, uh, Connor McDavid's agent, and then they go and it almost seemed like it was a desperation move to go and uh, pick up Connor McDavid's junior coach. Um, this uh, K guy, whatever they hired, this new guy, it just kind of seemed like a bit of a desperation move, but um, maybe it pays off. Um, um, and, but I don't know if if McDavid's kind of calling. They're letting McDavid kind of be a little bit of a LeBron here, and you know, trying to trying to um, surround his team with guys that he knows and, and stuff, and running the the team. But uh, we'll see. I know Edmonton's kind of uh, falsified that narrative, but um, um, I, I like this guy was pretty good, I guess, uh, in, ju- in juniors and had pretty good records, like Yags was saying. Um, so it was a matter of time. I think he was in the AHL 
with the Kitchener, no, no, that would have been OHL, Kitchener Rangers. Um, or no, it was the Hartford Wolfpack. I don't know, whatever. But um, yeah, what well, Hartford? HL's Hartford. Hartford okay, I, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he, he but, comes in from Hartford Wolfpack. I don't know how they're doing, but uh, I was just when you were gone there, yeah, because I was just explaining that there's a bit of a narrative out there that. Uh, Connor McDavid might be, you know, doing the LeBron thing and you know, surrounding, circling, surrounding himself with guys um, that he's used to, accustomed to. But I guess they honestly, with with all the shit that he's gone through since becoming Edmonton Oilers, whatever it takes to keep Connor McDavid around, just fucking do it. Yeah, because right now you miss the playoffs. Sure, sure, sure. Oh. He wants too much power, but like, it's Connor McFucking David. You talk about wanting to win a Stanley Cup. I know, sure, he hasn't done it yet, but your chances of winning the Stanley Cup are much greater with Connor McDavid in your lineup as opposed to they are if Connor McDavid leaves. Yeah. Whatever the fuck it takes for him to stay. Yeah. And I don't think. I don't think this team could handle Connor McDavid wanting to leave. It would completely implode. So what's what what's his contract? How many years left? Two? Three? Three. Okay, so he's got both. You gotta figure something out, Edmonton, for three years here. Figure it out. Um I this year it's not totally a lot. They could still come back. Um, but it's they're hard pressed, man. Canucks were in this position last year. I know Canucks don't have Connor McDavid, but they were in this position last year where they had a very rough start, and then they you know turn were able to turn it around, and it still wasn't enough. But like they're gonna have to go on uh, some serious heater here, to uh, and they've lost to some division opponents already, so it's definitely gonna be a tough tough uh, task ahead for um, for that uh, organization. Um, but I guess for, uh, right now we can. Uh, Head on into our matchups from uh, last yeah, we week because it's already 30, we start, 35 minutes in. <laughs> we, we should start talking about fantasy hockey. Yeah, we'll start talking about fantasy hockey. I think that was the only thing really um, in the last week hockey-wise that was big news. Um, well, that was the biggest news for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, last week we had the, the whole Ottawa Senator situation, so we touched on that a while. But... Uh, I guess we'll get into hockey, uh, fantasy hockey now. Um, talk about that a little bit. So first matchup, Yammer Yager versus uh, Larry Love. Uh, as we predicted, uh, Larry Love takes this by a convincing fashion, 478.5 to uh, Yammer Yager's uh, 347. Uh, Yager is now 015 on the season. Larry Love jumps up to 3-2 and two on the year. Um, yeah, uh, Larry Love... Uh, just showing up and and playing some hockey. He's got a good team. He's got a good team. Um, he's got a very good team. And one of the guys uh, that he's uh, actually has really done really good for him this year. Uh, he picked up Sean Monahan. Um, if you remember a couple years ago, him getting ran out of Calgary and just playing like shit. He was health bombed. Um, he's ranked 47 on the season now, and that was a pickup in uh, uh, right after the draft there. So, uh, I mean, I think he's a key face-off guy too. I think he wins a lot of face-offs, but he's been playing really well for the Montreal Canadiens as kind of that v- savvy veteran 
And uh, he's he's one of those centers that's just and, gets a lot of points, and you're like, how the fuck does that guy have so many points? There's a lot of those guys every year, and Sean Monahan's one of those guys, I guess, this year. One of the what? I don't know. If, I don't much to say other than his team is good, and my team is just dog shit. One another player I had to touch on here. I'm just looking. This one's going to be pretty surprising to a lot of guys. Uh, Oliver Heckham Larson with 43.5 points this week. Like, what the fuck? Well, he, like he's getting power play time with Florida, and that's pretty good. And they're they're down. Are they still down? Um, Ek, Ekblad and uh, Montour. Yeah. Okay, so he's they're, probably their one of their number one guys right now playing. Um, but Ekham Larson, uh, I mean, I'm I'm pretty, I I, I hate it because. Uh, oh, actually, this he's got Brendan Montour on his. Uh, um, season ring or on his uh, IR right now, as well. So. Mm. Uh, Montour will be sick once he's back. Oh yeah, he was a big fantasy guy last year. But basically, Larry was so good for me last year. Things, things are like I'm just looking at his team and things like his players, all of them just like put up either great points or just um, enough, you know, like or his, yeah. some of his guys slacked and and um, and then other guys pulled up their their socks a bit compared to your team. Your team, yeah, your team's looking like mine. <laughs> it's like even even the guys that I built my team around, uh, the guys that are supposed to be good, are not good right now. Didn't uh, Jason Robertson just have a wicked wicked game in the A three? Yeah, two goals and two power play goals. And that assist. was his first good. That was yeah. his first good game all year. Yeah. So I think maybe floodgates open a bit for him, and then maybe Drysaddle um, starts picking up. He had a goal. Drysaddle had. Goal and three assists tonight. So he had 24 points for you already. I think you're facing me, actually, this week, I, I believe. Um, we'll, we'll get into that. In yeah. Previews. But I'm just I'm just saying, like, uh, I just wanted to look at a little bit of the teams here. But, uh, yeah, Larry Love took it big time, 3-2 now in the season. And uh, he looks to continue that in the next week. Uh, this next matchup, um, Aino Regretskis versus Myers Millions. Uh, he touched on it. If you looked at the chat, we kind of touched on it a bit. Uh, freaking heading into Friday, we were tied in points. Heading into Saturday, we were within one. And uh, Sunday night, it came down to I had Ilya Mikheyev and Pius Sutter playing. Suter playing. I needed a, uh, either a hit, uh, four face-off wins, or um, um, a, a shot. Uh, in the last 10 minutes game, neither of those guys did it. Actually, what actually happened is Ilya Mikheyev would have had the game-winning goal, but uh, Montreal got a garbage-time goal and uh, kind of screwed me over there a bit. Um, but uh, stack corrections came in at the end of the night or in the morning, and I was down by 1, uh, 1.25. Um at that night, and then stack corrections came in, and I got in within... 0.25 so he won 80, 383.5 to my 383.25 a narrow uh, victory for Myers Millions to get the first win on his season 1-4 and four now uh, I dropped down to 2-3 and three. Um, I mean this was pretty much the battle of the, the lows here too so um, 
we made it as exciting as we possibly could for for a low low uh, for a low scoring matchup and and uh, the guys at the bottom of the standings. So we um, you know you gotta have a little excitement in there. I see. Uh, how the fuck did I? How did I? How the fuck did I am the only the last winless team? I guess my team's shit, but shout out Mariners for getting a win. Yeah. Um, West Coast Express next matchup. Go ahead. I was to say next matchup. Steven Limbo. Not in limbo. He's number one dog. Yeah. Is Jesus Christ. This guy five sixty and a half. To get to West Coast Express is four twenty point two five shadow gator for four twenty for four our first four twenty um score of the week Burger Boy four twenty smoke weed every day um shout out to Gator he wins the burger <laughs> yanks buy yeah, yeah, he, he, <laughs> I have to buy him a burger I'll, yeah. you talk to me Gator I'll figure that out for you <laughs> but he does not win this matchup though see and Limbo went off on his ass. Yeah. Zine isn't here. Which he's back from Nazi Germany. He should be showing up now. Yeah. Um But he but he didn't show up for the podcast, but he did show up for the matchup. He did show up for the matchup. Five sixty. Remains the only five and team, the only undefeated team. And like Fuck he's his he's, team is good. He's punching it, man. Like I, I this is insane. I he's the Basically, the keeper hardly know or the uh, the aho let's go type guy of the of the uh, of the year right now. Like this is this is insane. Um, five sixty point five, just uh, I you know I Jensen's a nice guy. You know I I actually kind of feel happy for him. Um, he, a, he needs this. He needs this. So um, and he you know he, he he's a guy he shies away from a little bit of. You know, trash talk here and there, and and uh, I feel it, like this it, is it, this is good fantasy karma coming to him right now. You know, he's a nice guy. He's a good Christian man, and he's he doesn't shit on people too much like we do. <laughs> Even yeah. when he's doing the podcast, he isn't he isn't as aggressive on teams as we are. He's yeah. a good Christian man, and he's five and zero oh for that. Yeah, you love to see it. You love to see the belief in God pay off, and. Shout out to Sasha Barkov with sixty three point seven five points for him. Unbelievable and effort. And William Nylander with fifty eight point two five. And JT Miller with sixty four point two five points. Like fuck me, man. Like Gustav Forsling forty five. Charlie Coyle forty like that this is insane. Uh, Gator had no match. I know he hit that four twenty Burger Boys of the of the week. Uh, but man, just an unbelievable effort out there for City and Limbo. How many burgers do I owe for this 420 thing, by the way? Because I felt like I have not paid a single person back. <laughs> no, I think I won one, or I think I won two one year, and you owed me two burgers. But that's right, we're starting it over this this year. We're we're, no, big, it, we're we're a big time podcast now. Uh, we, but we, thing we, is, the thing is, it's on you. If you have one to redeem, yeah, you have to you have to find me like it. Yeah, I'm not going to remember. You have to find me and get me to buy you a burger. That's that's how it goes. Yeah, that's the rule. Um, streamline into our next next matchup here. 
Rototiller goes down. Yeah. And he also, the worst part about this, he was 0.75 points of getting a 420 smoke weed every day. Burger Boys, uh, 420 of the week as well. He had 419.25, but in a losing effort to his uh, step-grandchild, E-Money, 483. Yeah, yeah, step-grandchild works well. (laughs) Yeah, E-Money gets 483 to road to this 419.25. Yeah. I think we said this was a outside possibility, but I mean, fuck, it happened. Got a good team. Yeah, it happened. E money, E money did it, man. He he showed his old granddaddy what was up, step granddaddy. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of memes, I think I referenced a meme earlier in this, but I, I'll reference another meme again. You know the one where it's the future is now, old man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's this. That's this, that, that's this matchup. Yeah. Um, there was actually. I, th- I, th- I think we knew Rotiller was a bit of. You looked at his roster. Like, yeah, he's got a, some good players, but like they're riding on some unsustained production. Where E Money has a team just of good players. Yeah. And I think that was the difference. Like, yeah, Rosa's got some guys going on some hot starts, but like E Money's just got a team full of good players. And that makes a difference in this matchup, I think. Yeah, for sure. There was actually a we're trade. Look, there we're was, not looking at the matchups because we're lazy. There was actually a trade. There was actually a trade uh between Rototillers and West Coast Express, I believe, right? Prior to this. Wasn't there? Not that I know of. Uh I think you're the one that approved it. Oh yeah, Rotor traded Jonathan Huberto in a round eighteen to West Coast Express for a sixth round pick. Gator, what a stupid trade! Gator, what are you doing? No, no, Gator received the sixth round pick. Oh, did he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Gator unloaded. I believe that's what that's what it's saying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh! Okay, 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 look at this though. Look at this. Look at where Jonathan Huberto got drafted. So Jonathan. Oh God. Jonathan Huberto drafted in the twelfth round. Got straight like Huberto already dropped to the twelfth round. So West Coast Express having Huberto where he had him is like okay, you know. You got him in the twelfth round. You, you you bid on maybe you know having a reclamation of a season and and coming back and and you found hidden money. Gator analy- uh, analyzed it and said no, he's not going to be fucking good again. So somehow he gets a sixth round pick from his twelfth round pick last year. Gets rid of a guy that's probably would have just got. I would have probably dropped Huberto. Is he even worth it fantasy wise? Last yes, yeah, right now. Oh no, I it messed up. Fuck. Hubert is ranked five hundred thirteenth in fantasy right now. Played fourteen. Yeah, like this, this is how Roto Tiller's season falls apart. That like making that trade. Oh man, that hampers him a little bit. Not like he's still gonna be good next year, but 
Oh, that was a brutal one. Like, I didn't even know that trade went through. I didn't even see it. I didn't even see it cross my desk until I, uh, the other night I was talking to Gator, and he's like, yeah, I made that trade. And I was like, what? I was like, I, what? Honestly, <laughs> honestly, this is news to me. I didn't know this about this trade till now. Yeah, I, I, that one flew this right so across. Dar- <laughs> this is so Darcy's season falls apart. Is he doing shit like that? <laughs> like, oh man, uh, and just the fact that Huberto was drafted in the twelfth round, and like, yeah, Gators like, okay, that could be some found money, but no, and then he trades him for a six. Like, how does that? I don't know how that even works in my brain. How that even c- comes about? How do you even get that six round pick? He's dropped. I would have. I would have dropped Huberdo on my fucking team. Like, <laughs> if I had him, <laughs> would you have? At this point, it's fourteen the, games in, I probably would have dropped him, but I probably wouldn't have traded for him. <laughs> no, the six round pick, the fucking. No, I wouldn't have traded for him. I would probably hold them just to see what happens, but I would not trade for them. Yeah. I, this, this, this is how Royal Tiller season falls apart. Yeah. Oh, I... Which is our... The cracks are showing. He lost to E-Money. Yeah. Um, one second. I got to play Gator soundbite here. Gator needs a scat, punk-ass bitch. Gator needs his guy, you punk-ass bitch. That's what he says to Rototiller after making that trade. And also, E-Money handing Rototiller's first loss of the season. Rototiller jumps yeah. down to 4-1, and one, and E-Money up to 3-2. and two. Next matchup, we got uh, Mac Leonard and Aho. Aho wins 490 even to 418.75. I mean, Mac wasn't going to beat Aho realistically. Aho is second in the league somehow again. Yep, just like that. Four and one. Uh, McElhinney down to three and two after starting three and zero. Oh. Uh, McElhinney was also one point two five points within the four twenty Burger Boys um, number of the week yeah, as mean, well. But I mean, we we can't give Mac too hard of a time, considering his best player Luke Shen is still out. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, gotta, and gotta, so, wait, gotta wait for Luke Shen to get back. It's tough. It's tough to take down Aho too. I mean, there's only a select couple guys in the league, I think, that could take him down this year. And, uh, actually, there's probably... Yeah. I I, I, I mean, it's... Aho is just... A, he's a tough guy to take down when it comes down to it. And good on Aho. Um, same old song here, basically. Um, back to second in the league. Um, Dirty Dancers versus Keeper Harley Knower. Um, Dirty Dancers back back in the playoff spot. Yeah, two and he's two and three now. Uh, wins three eighty two point two five to Dirty Dancers three fifty seven point two five. Both low scoring though. Like uh, they're on the lower end of the the two second lowest or uh, three two and three. Uh, lowest uh, scorings of the week, and uh, he barely know her. You know, gets gets a win out of this, right? So, um, 
maybe having McJesus there uh, with the new coach, you know, a little like a uh, little bump here for him too. Uh, get his ass in gear. It will help him get McJesus firing back on all cylinders. We'll help him out. Um, yeah, I mean, he's he's been two and zero since starting zero and three. Maybe he's creeping his way back into the conversation. Yep. Who knows? Uh, next matchup, we got Pickles, Peppers, and Bows and Hoes. It was funny on the last podcast. Uh, we we're like, ah, this any matchup with Andre this year it doesn't seem like it's going to be that interesting. But this one's actually a very high scoring, close matchup. Um, Bows and Hoes uh, is starting to kind of heat up a bit on his, uh, or just this week on points total uh, with 477.5, but he loses to Pickle Peppers 487. Um, Bozenhose jumps down or goes down to a one and four record. Uh, Pickle Peppers gets up to three and two record. Um, and I know uh, Connor Bedard's really starting to heat up for Bozenhose now too. Um, so he that, was going off the past yeah, few days. Yeah, so that was probably a big, big, uh, big up for Bozenhose. And then you know what sucks? He falls short, and Pickles Peppers is. Is creeping back up. I think he started one and two or zero oh and two or something, too. So he's he's getting he's got two wins in a row now, um, and uh, he's he's getting back into some playoff uh, playoff uh, contention here. So, I mean, it's a long way from the playoffs. Anything can happen, but uh, yeah, pickle peppers takes a win. I guess I. Uh, yeah. I'm just I was just distracted. Um, uh, you want to do Trump? Or we gonna jump in the standings first? Standings, yeah. Refresh the page here. Okay. So Sedina Limbo's. So last last week we had uh, Sedina Limbo and Rotiller on their own tier, and then Aho let's go on like its own tier underneath them. Now I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna just jump these three. Uh, no, I'm sitting Limbo's on top. He's in his own tier. Uh, he's undefeated. I think. Yeah. Give him in his own spot. Yeah. Give him give him a spot as undefeated. Yeah. And then I I think I'll put. I don't know if he'll agree this. No, I'm just going off of points. Kind of and record a little bit. But I'll put yeah. Aho, Brodertiller, Larry Love. In the second tier, their points are all very close. Yeah, I think early in the season, you kind of disregard record a little bit and just go off of points. Yeah, so I'm gonna I put agree. those three. I'm gonna put those three in a in tier two. If Sedin is top bun, call uh, Aho, Rotter, Larry Love the uh, Car- caramelized the onions. Letter. The caramelized onions. <laughs> Should I just do this all based on the bur- on the burger I had tonight? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, I'll I'll set the rankings and you kind of jump in. Yeah. So those, yeah, caramelized onions, they were above. And this one will come controversial because the topping might sound better. But it's all based on placing in the burger. E money will be in his own spot as a strip of maple bacon. Because mm. the maple bacon is a thin strip. Yeah. And I yeah. think E money, 
you look at the points and you look at everything. I think he's this thin strip of maple bacon. Yeah, yeah. I, I could see that. I I think at this point... Um, I'm... I'm I'm not doing this so much as a ranking over their teams are at. <laughs> He's explaining your burger. <laughs> I'm just explaining the burger right now. Okay, go ahead. In real time. Go ahead. And then pickled peppers. He's the layer of Swiss cheese on top of the meat. Because <laughs> he's he's a little bit up behind on many points, but he's ahead of the next few guys. As far as points goes, see, is that yeah, yeah? Okay, so he's got it. I would. You look at pickle peppers. Is he's three and two, and he's at eighteen sixty four. He's more than a hundred points ahead of McAllister, who's three and two with sixteen eighty nine. So he's the cheese. He's that nice, yeah, yeah. layer of Swiss cheese. Yeah. Okay. And then. And I'm going McAllister, Keeper Hardly Knower, West Coast Express, Dirty Dancers. There were two patties on this burger. Okay. So they're the two patties on the burger. And then where are we at? I'll put you two and three West Coast, or Aunt Norgrassies and uh, Bows and O's. You guys are the Sriracha Mayo. <laughs> There's Sriracha Mayo on the bottom bun. Okay, yeah. And then me and Mars Millions are at the bottom bun of the burger. Mars Millions might be the bottom bun, and I might be the plate. <laughs> might be the <laughs> might be might be Jaeger's dirty old face napkin <laughs> tossed to the side. Just, <laughs> I might just be the the plate. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's good description. Bye. I definitely, I, I see where you're saying, you know, put E Money on his own there. Um, you could definitely maybe jump Pickle Peppers if you wanted to get interesting in there, but he does have 100 more points than Pickle Peppers, but Pickle Peppers also has 100 more points than uh, the guys behind him. So um, definitely uh, when, you're, when you're looking at the points for, um, yeah. Well, did. I maybe people listening back will understand. Did I not put e money as the bacon? Yeah, yeah. And pickled peppers as the cheese. Yeah. Oh, you separated them. They're on their own. They're. they're oh, okay. Yeah, they're yeah. Close. Yeah. They're close, but they're not quite the okay. same. I thought you put pickles pepper. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. I thought you put pickled peppers with um, um, someone else, but you can no. you can Mac see that Leonard was Macklin was the start of the two patties. Pickle peppers with the cheese. Yeah. Okay. Got her. That's what we should do. If I don't know how many podcasts I'll be able to do while I'm out on the road, but if we do, if it does keep on happening, I think that's what we got to do. It. So it gives a nice it. visual, though. Yeah. No, it does. I'm imagining a nice burger that you just had. Mm. I again, I said eight out of ten. Yeah. Not a perfect, but it was a good burger. It was a good burger. I should mention for the bun layers of the of the standings, it was a pretzel bun. Oh right, yeah, yeah. That's Sedina so and Limbo. That's a top-notch bun to be a part of, right there. It's it's a 
top of the pretzel bun, it's got like the little salt, like cross in it. Oh yeah, and the and the yeah the sea salt on yeah. top. Oh, oh, that's good. On that's kind of it is good. It's kind of German, isn't it? Pretzel. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, pretzel. So it's is very, very German. It's very, it's very fitting. Um, yeah, I guess we can go into the matchups. Um, week this six week? previews. Week six? Yeah, week six previews. Uh, first matchup, it's uh, between uh, Jaeger and I. Um, right now, um, these are two two guys that aren't our teams aren't looking that hot, and we're trying to rebound. And, and uh, yeah, right now, um, a quick refresh. Uh, Jaeger did. Uh, he's up right now, thirty six point seven five to my thirteen points. As I mentioned, oh, another refresh. As I mentioned, oh, refresh is the same. As I mentioned earlier. Um, Trizotto had what three goals and one or one goal, three assists or something that uh, I mentioned earlier. Uh, that probably is all, all of your points, and I'm guessing I got some points out of Evan Bouchard. But but well, I, I had Sorokin starting, so I hope I got a couple points out of him. Yeah, he did let in four. <clears throat> I got twelve points. Okay. Yeah, one oh, goal. Trizotto had twenty four. Yeah. So I guess. So that's good. Absolutely. That's what you're hoping on a dry saddle, right? So, not bad. Um, yeah. Uh, so this who's one, gonna who's gonna win? I don't. I it's it's tough. Oh, we're both in tough right now. Obviously, I've got two wins under my belt, but my team is never never. I don't have I don't have a top end player on my team. I really I I could tell you that for free. Um, I have a top end player, but I have zero depth. Yeah. I see all, all my whole team's depth, and um, I was already looking ahead a little bit. It's not looking that great for me. I gotta start making some moves here, but um, it'd be inter- it might be close. It, it might be a close one. Might be a close one. I'm pick. I'm picking you to win. I'm picking you to win. <laughs> we'll see what. We'll, I guess we'll see First, what uh, podcast. For- We'll see which podcast curse is stronger. <laughs> so, first time ever on the show, uh, matchup between uh, two people live present on the show. We pick opposites. So, I, I think like every time we've played each other since we've done the podcast, we'll be like, "Oh, I'm gonna win." No, yeah. I'm gonna win. Yeah. This so, is the first time we're like, no, you're going to win. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, if you really want to pay attention to that, that matchup, uh, you know, um, yeah, do it. It's going to be a real it's gonna be a real good one. You should have better things to do with your life than pay attention to our matchup. <laughs> uh, next matchup, we got uh, the 3-2 and two Larry Loves versus... Uh, West Coast Express. West Coast Express right now up fifty one point seven five to uh, Larry Love's twenty seven point seven five. Uh, West Coast Express off to a huge uh, start to his uh, his week. Um, like who who's playing? Who does he have right now that's doing that? It's just Barzal oh. scored a goal. Hyman. Hyman scored a goal. And Wenberg. Wenberg, I guess, got an assist. Devin Taves been pretty. This is a bunch of players. Really solid, well. solid effort from everyone he started. Larry Love had Brock Nelson, solid effort from him. Cal Clutterbuck. Cal Clutterbuck. 
Brian Johansson, I guess. Yeah, no, so all effort. Obviously, there was only two games on tonight. So, I mean, getting 51.75 points and 27.75, like, that's pretty good for uh, just a two-gamer. I think Colorado Seattle are still playing, but. Yeah, 51 is an insane number to get in one night without ha- with two games going on and not having a goalie. Yeah, yeah. That is definitely comes honestly, to class. Honestly, when it comes to predictions, like that's 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 a big enough number to make a predict difference in projections for me. I think I'll take West Coast Express to get the win this week. I'm going to ride with Larry Love. I think his team's really good. I do think West Coast Express at uh, two and three is not performing to his capabilities, but you know, getting that. Uh, cancer of a player Jonathan Huberto off his roster I think maybe it will help him out uh, these guys will try harder now that uh, uh, Huberto is not there dragging his team down and that 6 round pick next year is going to look pretty good for him so yeah um, Marners and McLennan McLennan's up 9-8 yeah uh, right now super Tour. close matchup <laughs> Tour the call right now <laughs> It is. I, I guess I should keep refreshing since games are on. Oh, nothing changed. Okay, nine to eight. Uh, I actually think Martyrs Millie is, is going to take this one. He's going to go on a on a two game. He's going to he's he won last week, so he's going to he's going to want to win this week, and and uh, he's going to go two and four. Uh, he's going to bump McElhinney down to three and three, and, and give McElhinney a bit of a losing streak, three three in a row to lose. I'm 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 riding with Mac. Right on. Okay. Uh, I'm 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 just feeling feeling Mac and Leonard this week. I think Nick's I think Nick's got it this week. All right. Something something tells me something tells me this is a Mac Leonard win kind of week. Yeah. Uh, Ro- which was supposed to be hyped. Not as not much. As hyped now. Yeah. We got Rotiller and we got City and Limbo. Rotiller's up thirty three and a Three quarters to Steen Limbo's twenty-four. This was supposed to be the big matchup of the week. The luster's a bit off. Rotillo lost last week. Yep. Uh yeah, exactly. Rotillo and he, he lost in a fashion uh where he didn't put up a whole lot of points, so uh, compared to what City and Limbo's he did, he did well, but he didn't do that well. But him and City and Limbo, yeah, they've been playing really good, both of them. So I expected this to be, like, really, really good. But um, right now, City and Limbo is playing a little mental warfare with him. Uh, Doesn't have his starting lineup in. His projections are a little low. Rota Tiller, uh, I think right now he's got Gorgiev in. So he probably is going to have more points. Uh, then it's thirty three point seven five uh, by the end of, if if Colorado can hold on for the win, um, but uh, I mean day one uh, game game only two games on the schedule. Uh, it's going to be a nice boost for Rototiller um, to come out of today with a lead. But uh, you know, Sedin Limbo is just going to be firing on all cylinders here. Well, I think doesn't Colorado play Monday ways. Wednesday, Friday. Only they play on all those days that are uh, non-common. I think so. I 
Don't quote me on it, but... Oh, okay. I'll actually go and look it up live on pod. Thirteen. Yep. Oh, Wednesday. Saturday. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't play Friday. Yeah. But still plays Monday, Wednesday. That's big. Having a goalie on those off days is always pretty clutch. Yeah. Um. Next matchup, we got Dirty Dances versus Aho. Let's go. Oh, we never uh, projected who is going to win that one. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take uh, City and Limbo. I'm gonna take Roller Tiller. Yeah, give City and Limbo his first loss. You hear that, Jensen? I think it would be. I think it would be an apropos way to think because we hype this matchup as a way of like we hyped it before we saw it, as in like who's gonna get their first loss, and then. We actually get to it, and Rototil already has his first loss. Okay, so maybe so Rototiller hands so Sadin his first loss. So after Rototiller gets his first loss, says, "I don't know, Sadin, you're getting your first loss too." Yeah, yeah. Okay, I see it. So I don't, I don't know if that's how it actually plays out, but I'm predicting that's how it plays out. We'll see. It's gonna be a good one. Rototiller will have some choice words to say. I believe this week probably you'll have some stuff to uh, to to roast Sadine Limbo about. We'll see what kind of route Sadine Limbo goes if he wants to go the classy way and not say much back. Uh, obviously, Rototiller uh, has uh, from the start of the season he's kind of been a bit of a Sadine Limbo fanboy, and then that's kind of cooled off um, a little bit. I but- think he- cooled off since he knew he was going to play sitting in limbo pretty quick yeah so we'll see how this one is it's still a hype matchup i mean it's a four and one team versus a five and oh um it's gonna be a good one uh um yeah and it's gonna ultimately this matchup right now could be a deciding factor later in the season when they want to go number one or number two seed number three seed it's gonna pay I can already tell you it's going to be Aho, Rotiller, and Steen Limbo uh, at the end of the season. Um, I just don't see any way it's not right now. So it's going to be one of those three. So I don't this, know, there's, there's a couple teams I can see getting their way in there. Let's not. I know. I let's not let's not shut off the the one two three so quickly. Like I mean, Larry Love could get up there. E Money could get up there. I know we haven't thought much of those teams in the past. That's true. But with the way the parity in this league, like I could see one of those two teams. Or oh, we'll just have maybe to f- Macline, maybe Macline, maybe he gets lucky. I'm. I know I'm losing confidence for in the same. I'm just trying to look. But for points, right? I mean, as well. honestly, boys, I haven't been paying as much attention to this as I should have been. My team's zero and five. You're lucky I'm here on the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, so next matchup, we got Dirty Dancers versus Aho. Let's go. Dirty Dancers is going to look to, you know, do an upset here. Um, is this a rematch of the playoffs? No, no, never mind. Uh, they never played in the playoffs. But uh, Dirty Dancers, uh, two and three versus Aho is four and one. Uh, right now, he's down five to Aho. Let's go. Is 19.75. Um, I mean, day one. Uh, 
I mean, it's Aho. Uh, I think he cleans up business here. takes takes care of uh, the dirty laundry and uh, the dirty dancers. Sorry, and um, gets gets a win here. Um, uh, yeah, um, nothing much more to say on this. Um, I mean, I'd hope Dirty Dancers shows up here and, and uh, has one of his boom boom weeks, but we'll see. Um, Aho's uh, firing on all cylinders right now. I think he started the season off with a loss, and now he's won four in a row. So he's as hot as uh, uh, just, well, yeah, top of the league right now, second place. So, yeah, uh, Jaeger's just out right now, so he'll get his prediction in when he's back. But I'm sure he's probably going to go, Aho, let's go on this. Um, but yeah, we'll, I'll just talk about the next matchup here. This one should be a gooder. Uh, it's a battle of a two and three keeper, Harley Knower versus, uh, Pickle Peppers, who's three and two. Um, this is a rematch of the first round of the playoffs last year. Um, and, uh, right now the Pickle Peppers is up 32 points to Jonathan's 25. Jonathan is going to look to, uh, try to, um, uh, revenge, a little bit of a revenge matchup from the playoffs, and, and take take down Pickle Peppers, uh, and we'll see. It's kind of maybe a bit of a rivalry brewing with these two guys. So it's uh, it's the Livingston brothers facing off, and um, yeah. So when you were gone there, Yags, uh, I moved on to Keeper Harley Knower versus Pickle Peppers. Yeah. Uh, I wanted your prediction for Dirty Dancers Aho. Let's go. I chose Aho. I still had my earphones in the entire time while you were... Oh, okay. Okay. I'm going with Dirty Dancers. I'm feeling okay. a Dirty Dancers boom week. Yeah, okay, okay. So I guess wrong, I guess wrong. It's No, it's... You kind of... With Dirty Dancers, it's always... Do you feel a boom or a bust week? I'm feeling a boom. Feeling Dirty Dancers boom. And talking keep hardly no our pickle peppers. Yeah, it's... I was gonna go on this. Oh, Braden's gone now. Shout out the boys for playing their piss breaks accurately. That's what we're doing when we're not. So oh, somebody's not talking for a while. It's we're pissing. We drink a lot of beers while we do this podcast. So we piss a lot. But pickle peppers keep her hardly nowhere. It is a revenge game. Keepers start to pick up momentum now. He started 0 and 3, now he's 2 and 3. He's picking up momentum. He wants to cement his way back and being one of the top dogs. Pickle Peppers, I think it's just another unfortunate uh, casualty along the way while Keeper hardly know makes his way back up to the top of the league. Going at the matchup number 7, the last matchup of the week. Got E Money, three and two, fifth seed right now. Going against the one and four bows and hoes. They are currently. Let me refresh. E Money is up eighteen to eleven. I mean, Andre can't seem to get a win to save his life. Right now, I gotta go. E Money. E Money is looking good. Andre can't seem to get a win. Let's look at this matchup because it was 11 11 and then Kale McCarthy must have scored a gore. It was 11 11 and then he oh, might jumped up to 18 11, so Kale McCarthy must have scored. 
Yeah, three ones, uh, Colorado. Um, so Wait, talk about talk about e money. He kept Quinn Hughes with a second round pick, and I know we kind of thought it was a bit of a weird call, but the guy's been an absolute stud uh, defensively, been, like going off, been like, absolute fancy. Absolute fantasy stud. He's t- ranked twenty first for defensive, and that's insane. Yeah, and well, the biggest one of the biggest knocks on Quinn Hughes in fantasy hockey was he just wasn't getting those goals either. He's getting assists, he's racking up points, but had no peripherals. Uh, he's shooting more. He shoots so much now, and he's getting he's already up to five goals on the season. Uh, he's playing lights out hockey. Philip Heronic as his defensive pairing. Um, is also having a, just a massive impact on the way Quinn Hughes is playing. Um, did they end up going? They end up going Hughes Heronic, eh? Yeah, that's their top. It's probably the top pairing in the league right now. Um, that like I've seen. I, I'm surprised. They're both similar kind of players. Yeah, it's weird. I, I thought they would. Do I like the with with thought Carlson thing where they try and pair him with like a. Defensive guy, but I just I'm not I'm not I'm not saying I I was right and they were wrong, but I'm just surprised to see him do it. They just uh Rick Talkett just basically he didn't he wanted to kind of split him up, I believe, at the start of the season, but they just play so good together that it was just like holy fuck, like they're dominant when they're on the ice together, like defensively and offensively. Like like it, it, uh, that's just oh, yeah. kind of how it's going. Oh, yeah. I will remind you, Canucks fans, you guys hated the Heronic trade. I and did. Who was the guy? Who was the guy saying that that was a good deal? Me. Yep. Um, it's actually crazy. Because uh, at the time, it was like, okay, Bo Horvat's our captain, and they chose JT Miller over him. But you know, Rick, like obviously, you could see, and I think probably within the dressing room that people were more bought into. You know, JT Miller as, and Bo Horvat was scoring goals like every game. I don't, I remember, I don't know if you remember it, but it was like forirty something games in the season, and Bo Horvat had like thirty goals. Well, like he was well, going he was off. In the contract year. Yeah, and so they chose they chose to give JT Miller basically eight million over Bo Horvat getting eight million, and it's looked like an unreal steal of a trade now because a they don't have to pay Bo Horvat. And they they have they already have two top end centers in Pedersen and JT Miller, and like what are you gonna do with the but third guy, right? I was talking independent of the JT Miller or the JT Miller Bro Horvat thing. I was talking about the Hronak thing. Yeah. where I remember you and seeing. I can't remember if Andre was there as well. Well. It- I think, but you guys, we wanted the whoever whoever was on there was not Matt, was pissed about the picking up Hronek, and I said, "Oh, you got a young top four right shot defenseman. You guys should be happy." Yeah, I look back at it now, and, and it's an unreal trade. And that's, a, that's that is one nice thing about this podcast is now it's like we can yeah. We can go back on our takes. Yeah. And like, or, we can, or you remember or them. Some, or somebody cares enough where it's 
No, 100%. 100%. The only thing with that... Tr um, so we did that Bo Horvat trade, and we got that first round, that first round pick. And uh, the nice thing about that was it was an unprotected, uh, and Islanders weren't in a playoff spot, and it was unprotected um, next season. So like it was almost kind of banking Islanders were going to be shitty, like the last season, like not make the playoffs and not make the playoffs. Um, this season but that didn't happen i think that's what gave eiserman wanted that pick so badly was just he fell in love with probably the fact that it could have been an unprotected pick this season which right now um if islanders didn't make the playoffs last year it would have been looking pretty good but they did make it but well, that, i thought it was a 2023 first the, the pick no. has already been made no no uh 20 oh my god yeah it was it's done now it's done now because they made the playoffs. Uh, the, the trade was, so it was a 2023 first-round pick, but if Islanders make the playoffs, it's that pick. If they don't make the playoffs, then uh, Islanders keep the pick, and then they continue. And then this season it becomes an unprotected first-round pick, so a lottery pick, which is, um, yeah. Which, I mean, Islanders aren't playing that great, so... It would have been looking good, but it was all it was all nixed because Islanders ended up making the playoffs, and it ended up being a, a late first. So um, uh, I'll I, definitely take that late late first. I'll definitely take that late first now. Uh, like ironic, like a right shot, twenty five year old, um, puck moving. Just having a puck moving defenseman like that, he's not even. I know we touched on it last year with the the Maple Leafs and the Klingberg, or last podcast with the Maple Leafs and like having Klingberg and uh, all out offensive guys. There's a difference between a puck moving defenseman and an offensive puck moving defenseman where you don't play defense. Whereas Heronic is playing uh, really stellar defense, but is a well, really Kling fantastic. Klingberg, Klingberg isn't the defenseman. Sorry if we had to touch on the Leafs talk that we did last episode, but <laughs> Plankberg isn't the defenseman. He's a forward. Yeah. Um, anyways, I was well, out that... taking a piss. I didn't I didn't do my guesstimation on the pickle peppers keep it hardly nowhere. I don't know what you did, but I, I'm going with pickle peppers here. I went the opposite, I went keeper. Nice. We're we're on the same track, I guess. <laughs> and then Bo's and OZ money. I'm taking E, buddy. Um, I mean, yeah. Um, one thing before we head into Puck Doku, Yags, I just wanted to take a look. We're at the quarter point in our season. just wanted to take a look at like the top 10 fantasy players uh, of the season so far. Uh, just to get, get a quick uh, idea of uh, you know who's going and, and who's, uh, who's thriving right now. Leading the way, oh, I haven't. Isn't this isn't going to show goaltenders because the site doesn't let. We'll do it separately then. So top skater is JT Miller, Sedina then Limbo. Austin Matthews. Yep. West Coast Express has Austin Matthews, Joel Erickson Eck, E Money, John wow, Tavares. That's good. Hey, Joel Erickson Eck, that's awesome. E money. What? E money kept him with like a tenth round, I think. Yeah, that's that's unreal. John Tavares, Larry Love, Dave Pasternak, City Dirty Dancers, 
Elias Pedersen, Sidney Limbo, Sam Reinhardt. Wow. I think that was a late I think that was a late pick too. Like later. Seventh, seventh round. Seventh round. Not bad. But that Sam Reinhardt last year was a guy that you could get on waivers at some point. It was weird. Uh Sidney, Sidney Crosby uh, is eighth in skaters, pickled peppers. Jack Eichel is ninth, and uh, Nikita Kucherov is tenth for skaters. So I know um, one thing. Just looking at this list, uh, in the top ten, Rototiller doesn't have one guy, but he does have the eleventh in uh, Frank Vitrano, who's been great this year uh, with eleven goals and four assists. Um, don't like. How long is that going to carry on? I don't know. I don't know right. what. I don't know what this Anaheim team is, eh? Like, I, do you fade them, or like, are they gonna just like, are they gonna fade? I mean, uh, in the case of Vit, Vit or uh, Frank Vitrano, ride it till the wheels come off. Yeah. And Larry Love with we'll Dylan Larkin too. There at number twelve, it's not bad. We'll look at goalies now. Who's uh is. Thatcher Demko ranked number one, or is was yeah. JT Miller ranked number one? Oh, both. No, no, I meant uh, like overall. Yeah, JT Miller is. He's uh, Thatcher's ranked fourth. So the top goalie's ranked fourth. Uh, yeah, Thatcher Demko obviously <laughs> city in limbo, man. Like he's got Pedersen, JT Miller. And Thatcher Demko. And I think this is the reason why we... Oh, no, sorry, sorry, yeah. Um, West Coast Express has stamped Thatcher Demko. Jonas Johansson, who I traded Larry Love, he's number two in goalies. Jake Ottinger, Mars Millings, is number three. Cam Talbot for Pickled Peppers is number four. Aiden Hill for myself is number five. Bobrovsky for E-Money is ranked six. Jordan Biddington, yeah, friend West of the, Coast Express, friend of the show, no, friend, friend of the podcast, rank number seven. Blackwood for San Jose, <laughs> just the shots. Eight. Holy fuck! Guy gives up like the San Jose gives up to back to back ten goal uh, games, and he's still yeah. It's just the shots against. I mean, insane. E money, E money's got Tristan Jari raking it. Number nine for goalies, and City and Limbo is Jeremy Swayman, tenth in goalies. Wow, solid boys. Um, West Coast Express up there with two goalies, Satcher Demko and uh, Bennington. I, I did. thing is always very clutch. Yeah, not bad. Um, good job, boys. I have uh, no one in the top ten on anything. So my team's I had a doing top ten goalie. No big deal. No big, not a big deal. Um, it was it was not the goalie that I was expecting to be in the top ten. <laughs> the Sorokin. <laughs> um, yeah, no, 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 Sorokin or Sisterkin in the top ten in goalies. Yeah. Well, we're doing puck doku again, are we? You betcha, we're doing puck dokus. So on the horizontal rows are Pittsburgh, Montreal Canadiens. And 50 assists in a single season. Our vertical rows are Dallas, Tampa Bay, 
and Buffalo. Hmm. Who do I want to go here? I'm going to go first this time, I think. You go ahead, buddy. Let's go. Uh, fuck, what was his name? I don't know, buddy. Um, do I have to guess the first name? I you can't. I, I, if I say the last name, you'll you'll get it. Um, if I if I type in the last name and I and you see it, yeah, I'll give it to you. Okay, so Pittsburgh, uh, Dallas, uh, Daily. I already know who you're talking about. Trevor Daly. Yeah, five oh, percent. Not bad. Oh, fuck, I wanted to think. Where do I want to go? He didn't get 50. Actually, he just... He must have played on a team that stat was recorded at right now. He has to play on the team that the stat's recorded on? Yeah, so he had oh. 50 assists. He oh, had to have 50 okay, assists. I thought... Uh, okay. I'm going to go an easy one, I think. Gilbert. Gilbert Perot. So Buffalo, 50-plus assist. Jaeger gets Gilbert Perot, 11%. I'm surprised it's only 11%. I honestly couldn't think of another guy to save my life. <laughs> Actually, no, Pat, Pat Lafontaine, but I think he would have been more guest. Um, let's go... Bang. Man, these are tough. Uh, I'm already freaking stumped here. Um, I don't want to go on the easy one, but... Don't take my next guess. I've got... I have such a banger. I Don't take my next fucking square frick 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 I don't think he played with Buffalo okay let's I'll just do it I'll just do an easy one here uh, Tampa Bay Martin St. Louis 50 plus assists I can't I freaking Marty isn't it isn't his name just Marty Oh, it's with the dash. Sorry, right, I'm going Cabs, Montreal, Cedric Desjardins. No! <laughs> oh, shit. Now this is putting me in. Who didn't he play? Oh, my God. I'm looking this up. Ah, I can't see the board here, man. I'm mad that okay, uh, I'm, I'm sure you play for both teams. Tampa Bay, Montreal, who the fuck? Dallas, Montreal, 
Um, I gotta go with another easy one here. <laughs> Mike Madano, 50 plus season assist this season for uh, Dallas. Fuck, I, I can't think of one right now. I'm, I know they're out there. I'm so mad. I'm looking this up after, by the way, that Cedric Desjardins. Yeah. Yeah, I, I figured out my... Oh. oh. I got an easy one. Tampa, Montreal... Oh, Savard. Yeah. David Savard. He's uh, up. That fuck. should have been Cedric Desjardin. Man. I know there's some Buffalo Canadians out there. I know it. Um. Oh, shit. I just thought of one. Actually, fuck, did he play for Buffalo? Yeah, oh no, he did. Okay, I, I, I think I'm, I think I'm wrong on this, but did Yarrow Halak played for Montreal and Buffalo? No, he definitely did. What's that? I know that before going in. He, yeah. Oh, no, incorrect. I thought he did, but there's a goalie. There's goalies there that played for sure. Tebow? I'm going I'm going Jocelyn Tebow. Let's yeah, go. nice. 100%. Frick, man, you're putting me in a pickle here. Okay, so Tampa Bay and Pittsburgh. Tampa Bay and Pittsburgh. Ah, man. Tampa or Pittsburgh and Buffalo, there's guys that have played for the freaking team. Derek Pouliot, Buffalo, Pittsburgh. <sighs> ah. Did you have a next one? Did you have a next guess? Did I? Uh, I didn't have a one right off the chamber. I thought Riley Shahan for Buffalo Pittsburgh. Oh. Um. Right. Did, Riley uh, Shahan is usually a safe guess. Did uh Hal Gill never play for Tampa? Eh. No, but he played for Dallas Montreal. Did he play for Dallas? I know he played for Montreal Pittsburgh. But that is not I know, I, I know. I swear he played for Dallas. Okay, look up what or what we're missing here. This was a tough board. It's another tough one. We had one la uh, last week as well that was pretty tough. So we only got six out of nine. I think Jaeger and I both ended with the same or I would have had one extra guess that wasn't good, right? Well We both had three. Mike we both did three guesses. My guesses were more unique than yours. Yeah. Because you had Trevor 5%, Daly. 
41, including Mike Badano, 58, including Mar Marty St. Louis, where I had 9 for David Savard, 1% for Jocelyn Thibault, and uh, so 21, I would have had 21, you would have had 58. Yeah. So what, what's, let's see who we're missing here off of... Uh... I'm trying to find it. I View stats. Domi and Montreal. Oh, I was thinking Chris Kunitz. I didn't know if Chris Kunitz played for Tampa, though. I don't remember Chris Kunitz playing for Tampa. Oh, okay. Uh, Nor do I remember Brian Gionta playing for Montreal or Buffalo. <laughs> um, Tom, oh, Tom Barrasso, yeah. Pittsburgh, Buffalo, that's easy. Um, look at what... Uh, what uh, the I want to see the more stats on the Buffalo, Pittsburgh, and the ones that we got wrong. Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Tom Brasso, Evan Rodriguez. That's one of the guys I was thinking of, kind of like Connor Sheary, Mirzov Satan, Alex Nylander, Matthew Barnaby, Christian Ehrhoff, Vinny Hinnestrosa, Takarski. That would have been a pretty recent one. Dominic Cahoon. Tim Horton. Shout out Tim Horton. Riley Shahan. I said that one, didn't I? Huh? Yeah, you said that one, but didn't count. Well, I said it after we yeah. ran out of guesses. Um, Tampa. Look at the Tampa Pittsburgh. Ryan Malone. Ryan Malone, yeah. Brian Boyle, Ian Cole. That would have been an easy one. Connor Sheary, again. Recky. Mark Recky, Hall of Famer. Louis Domingue. Ruslan Fedotenko. UC Jokinen. Yeah. You don't remember Ru Ruslan Fedotenko? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't remember him on Tampa Bay, though. Steve Downey. Steve Downey. I was going to say. Ruslan Fedotenko, I don't remember him on Pittsburgh. Oh, I remember him on Pittsburgh for sure. I don't remember him on Pittsburgh. Pretty sure he won that Tampa Bay. I remember him winning the cup with Pittsburgh, I think. I remember him winning the cup with Tampa Bay. Oh, so he won the cup with both, I think. I think he won. He was he was one of those guys that played uh, second fiddle to Sidney Crosby or Malkin for like a couple seasons. Yeah, he was just a nice middle six winger for a while. Yeah. Okay, then look at uh, Dallas, uh, Montreal. Mark Bergman. <laughs> the Bergervans. Dallas, Montreal, you wanted to see? Yeah. Oh, Jory, Corey Perry. Tell me those. Oh, Radulov. Radulov. Guy Carbonneau, Mike Ribeiro, um, Gary Hanav. Those are, they actually have some pretty recent guys. That yeah, it's. There's some of them where it's like, oh, oh yeah, of course, Mike Ribeiro played for all those teams. Yeah. <laughs> Yane Ninema. Anti Niemi. Michael Ryder. Michael remember, my, <laughs> remember Michael Ryder? Oh, I was about to say, remember Michael Ryder? Sergey Gonchar. Oh, Alashansky. That would have been such a deep cut to yeah. call for Dallas <laughs> Montreal. <laughs> yeah. Not including Edmonton at all. Yeah. Alex Temsky. Otter. 
Not bad. Frick, yeah, no, that was a t another tough board. I thought we had one, we had a bad one, or we had a tough one last last week, and then now it's this one was bad too. That's so weird. Like if all those years of playing the NHL EA Sports games, and I just it's just not so remembering. But then you, yeah. Well, I don't know if you tried to do it, but I tried to do it where I try to come up with the spiciest combination possible. Well, I was, and I was stumped as soon as I, like, I, I was stumped when I uh, did Mike Medano. I just could not think of one, and I was running out of time, right? Same with St. Louis. Um, what's the wrong one I, what's the wrong one I came up with, but, like, I could have sworn he played for both teams. Cedric Desjardins. Cedric Desjardins. I was going to look him up, actually. I remember. Look, I don't even know who Cedric Desjardins is. He was a minor league goalie. He played games for Canadian Ice Hockey goaltender. There we go, Cedric Desjardins. There's a picture of him in Montreal's AHL team. Oh, really? Oh, he never, he never cracked the NHL with Montreal. Fuck. Hamilton Bulldogs there. That sucks. Yes, yeah. I knew I was on the right track, but yeah. I thought he snuck in the game with the Habs. See, there's an example of somebody trying to get too sneaky. Yep. With the puck dokus. With the puck dokus. Right on. Well, uh, what's that? Play puck doku if you have... If you're on the shitter and you're not sure what to do, play puck doku. Yeah, and play play it like uh, on Monday night, on Monday morning when you first wake up from a shit. Or <laughs> when you first wake up and you take your shit, play puck doku and then see how we do versus your board as well, right? When we record the podcast, don't cheat. I know you guys will try and cheat, but yeah, don't cheat. Cheaters, it doesn't help anyone if you cheat. But uh, yeah, no, that was another podcast, uh, a little bit longer one, boys. Um, started off with a nice uh, Edmonton interlude, but I think that was basically the news. I don't think there was much else to touch on. Kind of like I, like I like when there's a spicy topic in the NHL that we can just talk about for a bit on this. Uh, yeah, we don't. Each other's kind of takes. We don't we don't have Jensen to keep us in step. So you can expect these pods to be longer. Yeah. Until Jensen gets back. Um, anyways. Even though uh, he already is back. Thanks thanks for the boys out in uh, Germany and Guernsey uh, for listening. Uh, I hope you guys listen to this one. Enjoy it. Um, Show the boys in Qatar. Yeah. And uh, you know, you know, we got fourteen percent out in the old um, U.S. of A. too. Um, got a shout out to those boys, and then of course, uh, big shout out to our fellow Canadians out there, uh, just uh, you know, leading the way there. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, uh, keep listening, and um, yeah, right on, and all the and all the dudes out there listening, the males. And the the one percent undefined, on un, unspecified genders. 
<laughs> no chicks though. Chicks don't listen to this. Yeah, this is the <laughs> no chick zone. Right on. So <laughs> keep listening and uh, yeah, have a good one, boys. <laughs>